Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today we are joined by, correct me if I'm wrong, welterweight champion. Current welterweight champion in the UFC, Jake the Celtic Kid, who we now call Celtic Daddy because he's the daddy. Matthews, welcome, Jay. Thanks, for, Good day, Thanks guys. for coming Good to in. See Thanks for coming in. I'm so in. excited to have you here. Give us a 60-second snapshot of what the rules are for MMA, for those who, who aren't yet across it. Yeah, there, there's quite a few rules, so it's definitely not no-holds-barred anymore. Yep. Um, you know, you can't – there's no groin shots, can't scratch, can't pull hair, no eye gouging. You're out, um, Ralph. That's your signature move. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah no eye gouging, which, I'll, you know – Needs to be enforced more because I've got two fingers. Yeah, yeah pretty much yeah. got finger bashed in the eye. <laughs> now it's it's like a little yeah. It's um it's actually it's actually a little bit blurry now. So I'll, I'll pull some photos up. It's pretty gruesome. Um, it actually it ended up on Pornhub as like a, a photo. It was like two fingers, one eye, or something. I can't. But yeah, um, you know, obviously you know that you know you invited Jake. You know that I hit in the back of the head. Um, yeah. you can't you can't stomp in the on the head on the floor. Anymore, yep. um, there's some places in Asia you can still do that. So, Jesus. yeah, it sounds yeah, it's pretty fun. But did you punch up much as a kid? Like, were you always in blues and that, or were you more disciplined? Did it in the gym, or were you a kid who fucking just punched off for whatever? Reason? Well, I used to get in a lot of scraps in yeah. school. Um, yeah. As soon as I started, tra- just the day I started training martial arts, I haven't had a fight no since. Sense. Yeah, a um, couple on the footy field, but um, yeah. but yeah, but but the blues I had was always. If you look at my group of mates, yeah. You'd just be like, these guys are the biggest bunch of dorks you've ever met. And <laughs> yeah. it's because I used to I used to belt bullies up. Yeah. So if someone's getting picked on, I'd belt them up. And then yeah. and then I'd, that, I'd take that person to my group and they'd be my mate. And yeah. they're still my mates to today. That's good. Um, yeah. And how much you change your, cha- change your training style based on like training for your way of fighting or training for fighting against your opponent, if that makes sense? Like you've, obviously there are some very different fighters out there. How much do you stick to your guns and stick to your game plan and then – how much do you prep for your opponent? I pretty, I pretty much just worry about what I'm doing. Yeah. That's pretty much 95% of it for me. So my training doesn't really vary much from camp to camp. The techniques that we work vary. So if you're fighting a longer opponent, you might try and work closing the distance, vice versa. But in terms of, 
you know, the, the aspects that I train, how often I train them, that all stays the same. I think you should be real, well-rounded. Yeah. I know guys who will just, if, if, if they're fighting a striker, they'll completely mm. neglect the ground game in wrestling. Right. Mm. Um, I don't agree with that because we're still fighting MMA. And I've had fights where I'm fighting a striker and I've gone out expecting him to strike and he just came out and started taking me down. Yeah. So they could they can change their game plan up and it just it puts you off. So I just try and have an open mind, be ready for any scenario. So do you watch much video on your opponent? Because obviously when I was playing, we used to get fucking hammered with video <laughs> and meetings and like it was vision. the pits. Like you'd see you'd see you know, hours of vision and you'd be like, oh, who gives a fuck? Like you know, you just end up seeing so much it just you forgot what you seen at the start. So like meetings and, and team meetings and vision that weren't great for me. I was be like, you're just worried I'm going down and getting the footy. I don't care what else was going on. So do you have to watch much vision or is that your coach that does that? We live up to the coaches to do that, yeah. I'm sort of similar mindset. Um, I just try and focus on what I'm doing. My coaches will – I'll watch the fights, obviously, maybe once yeah. or twice and then um, at the start of camp and then it, I just leave it up to my coaches. They'll just like subtly implement what we need to do. Watching that much footage, you know, you're training all day, you go home, you're watching footage – you know, on the weekends, you probably go and watch a UFC. It's just constant yeah. fighting, and you just get you just get burnt out. So I'll try and try and minimize that. On the weekends, we go do something else. We go, you know, shoot guns, ride dirt bikes, go yeah. fishing, camping. As um, long as I'm not, not shooting them at people. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, Jake, where, where where Dane's coming from, I think I can pick a difference, and I, mm. I've never been good enough to represent mm. any sport. But but Dane has often often said you can't win brown loaves with defensive pressures. No, no one gives a shit about that. I reckon you'd actually need some defensive pressure in, a, in an octagon, I'd guess. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's another reason why I won't ever fucking make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A couple to finish with on Twitter from BJ. Ask Swanee how far he can walk into a forest. Be interested to see how far he can get on foot. You can only walk in halfway because then you're walking out. Wow. If that is not the most intelligent thing that Dane Swan has ever said. Mm, can't beat that. Holy shit. Try Did it. you prep that? No. From Mark, I'm fucking so just impressive. common sense. You can't walk in halfway. From you're Mark, walking, you're walking out. Is it rude to get into your pool with a stubby <laughs> while brickies are doing your garden bed? It's rude not to. No, exactly. well, yes, absolutely. From Reese, can Swanee stop taking fucking holidays and keep the sho- sh- shoes? Oh, here we go. Are you all right? Shows. Are you having a stroke? Well, he spelled it wrong. Do you want to talk about it? Can Swanee stop taking fucking holidays and keep the shows rolling? Can't bloody work from home if you're never actually there. That's not a bad point. Very true. And I do miss you guys when we're not here. Mm. And from Tim, weirdest place you've passed out. There's not many things in this this area. On the the soccer field. I might have you you on this one. Not many I would on this topic, but I might have you. But what's what's the weirdest place you've passed out? Well, fucking in Batum, next to the round robin we were playing. Sam? I'm not going to answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot answer that. Jake? Uh, in an elevator with nothing but a towel on. Well, that's good. Mm. So trying to make weight or just on a big try, night? Yeah, trying to make right. weight. Yeah. And there was a lady in the elevator. And the first thing I said when I woke up was, I hope my towel stayed on. Because it's, <laughs> it's not flattering when you're cutting weight. <laughs> when I was a strapper, I, I passed out in the horse. Sorry, did you say stripper? Stra- strapper. Oh. You're saying stripper. Horse. Did you say fluffer? Is he it's saying strap on. Stripper <laughs> fluffer? Yeah, yeah, the horse sand roll. <laughs> Sorry? Woke up at a horse sand roll one day. Yeah, well, the, after, you, after the horse does track work, you give them a hose and then they mm-hmm. go into the sand yeah. roll and they mm-hmm. stretch. Mm-hmm. Wake up in the sand roll. Uh-huh. What were you doing? Being a teenager. Just woke up in the wrong spot. That's a weird on place the, to pass drink, On the drink? Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Nude? Happens. Back in the day it wouldn't have worried me. Unconcerned. <laughs> <laughs> this has been, and thank, thank you, Jake. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, for thanks for having me, mate. Thanks for having me Lowering your standards as well. This has been Hump Day with Swanee.
people who don't know your story, what's the, what's the backstory, Donny Elgin? There, uh, you uh, you became a a um, well, you became Paralympian, but you, you started in life without actually uh, your foot. Yeah, I had a head start, mate. I was <laughs> born without the below half my left leg. My thumb was missing. My fingers were stuck together. Had open heart surgery at about three years of age. But uh, really, for me, where the win was was my mum and dad. And their attitude was just stiff shit. It's not growing back. Let's just roll. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty much how I've grown up, just having a crack. Exactly. You when you get up in the middle of the night, have a pissed you hop to the toilet or do you whack it back on depends if i've been drinking i some often i will crawl to the toilet that's crawl. a true story yeah, yeah. well because same but for two, yeah. different, <laughs> for two very different reasons you can't yeah. sleep hop so you try it like yeah. seriously you wake up or you wake the whole bloody house up yeah. so i just go oh, fuck it, i can't be stuffed and i don't want to wake right up how many different type of legs do you have like a water leg a dry leg yeah running legs yeah. yeah i've got like when i was competing i had like 30 grand's worth of legs, so shot put, discus, 100 metre, like all these different legs now. Different, Jesus. Yeah, so. It's a lot of legs. Yeah, but it's good because I get a tattoo on one of them. I just change it. I get a new one. <laughs> like a spider. Yeah. <laughs> Octopus. No, yeah. Obviously, you know, I'm not being disrespectful, but is it like a golfer having a lot of putters? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You talk about resilience and about, uh, about your leg and so forth. Tell, tell the story about when, when you snapped your leg. Oh, mate, I've had Play, a... Uh, playing footy oh. and, and, and your, your mother... Wasn't overly sympathetic when your brother ran in. <coughs> oh, that, you see, I'm kicking. So we had the Tokemore Caravan Park and Swimming Pool Complex, right? So my brother and I, every day of the week, we'd wake up, we'd kick the footy. Like, that's just what country kids do, right? Stop. That's what normal Stop. kids do. Stop. Yeah, but you kicking the footy is not... You're left footer or a right footer? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm a, yeah. I'm a, Explain I'm a right people. footer. My left leg is my artificial leg. Yep. Right? And I was, I was playing footy and the coach, like everyone, gets coach says, hey, if you're hot on your left side, buddy, kick on your right foot. Well, I'm naturally right foot, so I kick my right foot. Anyway, one day I was coming, I was fucking hot. This guy was going to tackle me. He's on the right side, so I thought... Kick with my left. My fucking leg come off and went further than the ball did, mate. No more kicking with the left, right? The guy who marked my ball was pissed, my leg was pissed off too. He like, fucking nearly took his teeth out. What was really interesting is that wasn't my first take of like how footy can go wrong. So as a kid growing up, I'll just put me back together. As a kid growing up, I was kicking the, the we're, footy. We're with 35 my... shows in. No one has ever stopped halfway through to put a leg back on. No. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> this is how I roll. So... I'm, I'm with my brother, we grow up and, you know, in summer you tape up the tennis ball and you bloody play cricket against the, the bins and all that sort of stuff. In footy, in winter, you kick the footy, that's how it was, right? And we had, because we had the, the public swimming pool, we had bloody all the room we needed to kick the footy. Yet I somehow shanked it and kicked it on the roof. The rules were simple. If you kicked it on the roof, you had to get up and get it. So I climb up to get the, the footy. Sorry, how old again? I was about... 10, I yeah. suppose. So it's only a young kid, right? Good roof climbing age. Yeah, yeah, buddy. I'm into everything, right? Up I climb, I get the footy and I'm coming down and as I'm sliding down the brick wall from the roof, I scratch my good knee, my, my good knee, right? And I'm, I'm a bit pissed off, short-tempered in those days and I walk straight up to a stool and I just kicked it with the artificial leg. This thing is just snapped, bang, straight in half and my brother's just rolling around the ground going, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Mum and dad's going to kick your ass. And I go, no, we won't tell them. We'll just tape it up. It'll be right. All right? And I'm just sitting there going, shit, this is not, it's never happened before. I don't know what I'm going to do, right? Brother runs flying into mum. Mum's serving in the caravan park. And she's there and she goes, what's wrong, Jason? And he's just looking at her and going, Dottie broke his leg. Dottie broke his leg. And mum's serving. This customer's just looking. Mum's calls. She goes, which leg? <laughs> and he goes, the left one. She said, 
He'll be right. Dad can fix that later. <laughs> the customer's looking at ready to fucking dial welfare. Going, what do you mean, lady? He's just broke his lens. <laughs> Today's special guest is a really good friend of mine. Love him to bits. Siggy butt brain. Most commonly known. Most commonly known as the King of the Mountain 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the microphone, David Reynolds. Yes. Thanks for having me. Appreciate I'm fucking it. stoked to have you here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we're at Studio Sam Newman. We're at Studio Sam Newman. He's got to go for lunch because oh, that's what he? he does. What have you heard about Sam Newman's driving days, by the way, Dave? Sammy. Hey, bro. How's it going? Um, I'm using your microphone yeah. now. Okay. So <laughs> I hope no spittle goes onto it and we get bird flu or something. Um, no, Dave. Um, what was the question? How's it going? Yeah, no, just ordinary, mate. I'm just okay for civilian life. How are you, Dane? Yeah, I'm great. Yeah. I've actually got a story about you. Yeah, is it all right? Go ahead. It's about back in your driving day. <laughs> Apparently, ahead. the story used to go that you used to have two race suits. One was like a, a normal race suit. It was like quite baggy for racing. And the other was like a really, really super tight suit. You could walk around the pits like a peacock. Is that true? <laughs> I thought you were going to say one was uh, when I used to shit myself. Uh, I could go and uh, get the, get it unsoiled. And the other one, uh, while it was at the dry cleaners, I'd wear. But uh, no, that is absolute nonsense. And you know that, Dave. You just don't want to take no, the piss out of me. Just for so, so some of our listeners might not know your stories or your history. So, like, let's touch on why oh, I thought I you to? might be. Yeah, we'll touch on why I thought you might fit into the podcast. However, Dane has notoriously been known to take a position on not apologising. However, you were... Oh, that's awesome. I love you. Yeah. Why would I apologise to people that I don't give a fuck about? Well, <laughs> which is true, but, but David like, actually... Um, it just bothers me, like, especially you know, if you're in the public eye or anyone who's in the, anyone who's in the media or in a public eye or... Got half a profile, so they fuck up. All of a sudden, it has to be like a red statement. Oh, I apologise to everyone. Everyone's not sorry. They're only doing it because their boss is telling them. Otherwise, exactly. they're going to get fined. Which so. is where we're going with this. And yeah, he did. Get, it did get a big fine. So a little while ago, we're going to talk about it. I hope that's yeah, all right that, with you. Yeah. Uh, and you can correct my story if I'm wrong. Basically, there was a car driven by women, and David, in a long story short, labelled it the pussy wagon, which yeah. is fantastic and great for marketing, and you can make some incredible merch based on that. Which is what happened. But basically, uh, the sport made David apologise is rather a sexist term. And, and and am I right that a GoFundMe was started to pay your fine? Is that correct? Yeah, it only got three and a half grand though. <laughs> How big was the fine? 25. <laughs> that's, so that's 50. People understand that's 50 you have to make after tax. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But like Are you aware of that, Dave? I'm aware of what? The, math, the maths there? You've oh, looked, you've I'm not great at math, but I understand fucking how much you need to make tax. And <laughs> <laughs> fines happen, yes, absolutely. So Did you ever get a big fine? Yeah, I caught oh. one. Yeah, yeah, fifty. I got no shit. Yeah, what for? Oh, that was for um, that was for like mer- what did, merchandise. That was for like signing stuff. Um, that you weren't supposed to sign. Well, look, it was kind of getting, stubby holders. We're kind of getting cash, and like, the AFL. Oh. The AFL weren't getting a slip. They weren't a getting cut. a snip. Yeah, oh. so it wasn't just me. A lot of us. A lot of us. Well, mate, this was. Maybe just after we'd won the flag, maybe 2011. So it was like a blanket fine for everyone and everyone had to chip in or was each individual person? Yeah, it was probably about 10 of us. Jesus Christ. Yeah, me is me, I think me. I don't want to drop anyone else in, but I think, like, obviously you could imagine the high-profile players at that time. We probably caught the most. Yeah, and then it was like a sliding scale from like 50 down to like five. It stings you hard though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And did you um, apologise or did someone apologise for you? I apologise. I was away. Maxie <laughs> rang me and told me, I said, this is fucked. Um, <laughs> what else? I got, I've been fined a couple of times. I got fined for the one where... Um, drug where, tester? Yeah, with the drug tester was in my house and I 
I um, pissed on him. <laughs> yeah, and no, I well. Did you I, really? Yeah, no, because I took a photo on Instagram when I was he was in my joint at like six in the morning, and I just posted something. Nothing. Like I wasn't calling him a fuck with anything. I was just like, oh, this is this, something. This to, is how you live. Yeah, this is yeah. my life or whatever. And he rang the AFL or footy club and complained that it was an invasion of his privacy. Uh, what? Which is fucking absurd, <laughs> considering like he was, was in your house looking, looking at your dick. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, weird, isn't yeah, it? Exactly. Just it's fucking. It's for such an hour a and a half at six in the morning, and I was invading his privacy. <laughs> yeah. and he was fucking sitting <laughs> in my house, like just absolutely moronic. And like the footy club, like you're going to post something, you stick it up your ass. I'm not apologising because I'm not wrong. Yeah. And well done. That's I great. I think I cop. Maybe I think I actually, actually they eventually find me for that. Maybe I think maybe the footy club just. Just signed it. No, just wrote a fake apology and signed it for me. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> happened to me. Basically, they 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 um wrote an apology on my behalf and put it out as I said it, but I never said anything like that. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't really sorry. Yeah, I think it's funny. Well, it's funny. Well, there was two parts to that. I said a joke on Triple M. I said they're the if when they come in the t- when they come into the pit stop, they're they're the only pad changers with wings because we do pad changers oh. like brake pad changers, <laughs> and that kind of really hit the nail on the head. That's why I sort of just went, mm, yeah, okay. But it, like the way I looked at it was like you know it's a tax deduction. Yeah, it yeah. is. True. And I paid on my credit card, so I got corners points. So, uh, <laughs> like, okay, you know, jokes on them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just, you got to see the positive side. Yeah. So, sucks, speaking mate. of sweating, and we're still in Bathurst. Obviously, one in 2017, looking to go back to back in 2018. Yes. And there's quite some, some famous photos going around of you looking absolutely fucking shattered. Because um, I was. Because you were, <laughs> and he was devastated to to come out of the race the, the way that he did. How much? Um, does nutrition, sleep, all of those kind of things play a part in, in your race? Because yeah, heaps. Because you were um, poised and ready to pounce. and then Yeah, well, we won we won the race in 2017. We'll go and I wanted to win it again. Uh, I knew my car was super fast. We qualified on pole, uh, led 100 and say 30 laps of 160 laps and I failed to keep going because of cramps in my legs. Um, so, yeah, it sucked badly for us. Like it was just – it's never happened really before. Was that your – sorry, I'm not being a smart aleck. Yeah. Was that – your fault or is it just your body just couldn't cope? Well, the way I looked at it was, you know, I managed my energy really badly during the week. I only had so much energy for the week and I expended it. Mm. Yes. Like in the lead up. That's exactly how I felt about training. I said I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt I had one effort in me a week and that was game day. So I tried to Perfect. keep all my energy for yeah. game day. Yeah, that's what I, I, I yeah. got the same sort of opinion. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so did yeah. you learn from that as far as well, it's, how to it's, it's I, I, I'm only directed by my team so I just – you know, it's really up to my team to sort of manage my energy as best they can. Um, but, you know, we're a young team. We're getting better at it. Yeah. And I still complain about it because, you know, I, I want to win the race. Mm. You know, um, an hour before the race, you can walk down the back of pit lane, come and talk to me, come and annoy me anytime you want. Yeah. Um, where, like, I assume AFL wouldn't be like that. You're all... Yeah, the change rooms are shut. But, but yeah. yeah, which you're, is perfect. Sorry yeah. to butt in, but... Perfect for the athletes, but not so much for the, for the fans. Yeah, so. of course. <laughs> Hello, Georgie Parker. <laughs> One superstar, brown, uh, Swanee, to, to another Collingwood hero. Hey, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. So, me. So can, can, I'll, I'll just get straight into this. Go this, for it. This, Absolutely. This set you up here, uh, but I'm just a bit worried your Wikipedia page is, up, is it's, outdated. It's outdated, isn't it? I looked at it briefly. <laughs> so, so, so just tell me this. Do you live in Perth? No. Right. <laughs> Here's a start. Did you play 100 international hockey roos games? I played over 100. Over yes, 100, I yeah. did. Okay, that one's good. correct. Tick. Did you win a Commonwealth Games gold medal for the hockey roos? Yes, I'm a hero. Yeah. <laughs> did yes. you bring it with you? No, I don't. <laughs> I feel like that's something Dane would do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Uh, are you an Olympian and made the quarterfinals at Rio? Yes, I did. That's a sore spot, though. Right. Well, we'll get to all that. So just we're just checking facts here at the minute. Yep. So did you play for Collingwood <laughs> AFLW? I did. Did you play three games? I, yeah, I did. Then I broke my foot. So that's I'm going to go with a... Oh, so you are Dane. I am Dane. I broke my foot and couldn't uh, run around again. How do you describe Olympic professionalism with AFLW professionalism? Uh, it's miles apart. In which ways? Um, well, I guess it's part-time as opposed to full-time. Even just like age and you're all on a common goal as opposed to a team where you can just go, I'm just going to change teams next year. You know, we're training six days a week, two, three times a day as opposed to them training three times a week. It's like not really comparable. Like example, in Hockey Roos, I would have been bottom third of all of our running. Like still fit, but bottom third because we're just so elite, right? Should I ask you what you're I good could- at? I was very, very – I was a 10-metre specialist. Right. <laughs> so I was, I was one of the fastest. So, yeah. um, But bottom third of the, of the running, whereas I come to Collingwood and I'm second in the 2K time trial, and I said to my um, my exercise fears from hockey, I said, oh, yeah, I'd got second in the 2K time trial. And she said, oh, was everyone else walking? <laughs> so <laughs> – I will introduce our, our, our guest straight yes. off the top. Natasha Rexelby. Do we call you Tash? I think you do. Yes. Okay. I feel good about Tash. Yes. Okay. Yep. Mm. So uh, you've been a star covering the bushfires for Channel 10. Oh, and uh, we'll get to all the serious stuff later. But uh, mm-hmm. thanks so much for coming in. Mm. It was my pleasure. Yeah. Well, it is my pleasure. Thanks for joining just, us. Yeah. I need a little more weight on my side, you know. Yeah. Just wait okay. till the end of the podcast before you're saying it's yeah. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you haven't listened, so. Well, I'm buoyed by your enthusiasm, Dan. Yeah, well, it's about as enthusiastic as I get. I went to Bunnings for the first time. <laughs> I was a 35-year-old male. <laughs> Joint's pretty big, eh? Yeah, big. It's an intimidating place. Did you get a snack? What were you looking for? Well, I got... Well, I had a, I had a party at my place New Year's Eve. Okay. So I was looking for, for party stuff, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and buddings. Yeah. No, no. Lawn well, mowers and... We racks. needed... Well, fucked fine. I just go... <laughs> I just wheeled the trolley. Oh, I just wheeled the trolley. That's we're all back. I did. Um, <laughs> I got... No, we had to get an umbra- Like a... Because on my roof now, when I, when we built the place, there was no apartments around, so the yeah. rooftop now everyone can see in, like because all the apartments had gone up. Yep. So had to, we got like a umbrella kind of thing to stop people peeping in, and then we got a couch for is upstairs. That, couch is that up so st- you can sun your butthole? Yes, and we have perineum sunning. Yeah, absolutely. What the hell have I walked into? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two minutes in, we're yeah. sunning butthole. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty much. I found my people. <laughs> umbrellas were invented for the sun or for the rain? It's a great question, Ooh. Dane. I reckon it's it size really dependent. Oh, it's something I've well, the, fir- the, f- the first one. Well, I think like for the par- sun. a parasol is for the sun, right? And it's slightly different in. Design, am I correct? I don't know what a parasol is. I was about yeah. to go to Google myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said I'm at a beach in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> the am I in the right Parasite. Am I wrong? No, I think you are right. A parasol, like if you go to the races and see a lady, mm. obviously, right. with a parasol, like a beautiful cotton, and I think it's deeper in shape. Right. Yeah. Am I right? You've lost half of us. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, I think they're for I the sun and I think the I think the rain is a different design so that the rain runs off you. Oh, the yes. rain is wider. <coughs> yes, okay. So well, that the rain stays away from yeah, you. Yeah. Well, hmm. I just saw the first person who invented one, do you think it was for the rain or for the sun? He's like, "Fuck it, so I need something to shade it or Jesus pissing down, I need to cover me in." I reckon B. 
Mm. Lock in B. You reckon oh, the rain? I, I feel like it's sun. I feel like yeah, it's sun. So do I. Yeah. Mm. Do you have an answer, Dane? Well, no, I don't because I wasn't there. Do um, <laughs> you think? Teach me. I don't Google things like that. But um, Dane, I have an answer for you, by the way. What for? For what? Oh, so thing. it originally was designed as a parasol from ancient Egypt to protect from the sun, and from yeah, that, right. an umbrella yeah. was evolved, which we're protects right. from the rain. There you go. There you go. We're an educational podcast, you see here, Tash, so we need to let them know. What's the umbrella for perineums in? (laughs) 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 You missed the whole butthole sunning thing, uh, Tash. She's unaware. This is breaking news stories. Mm, Okay. People, it's it's a pastime of many people. Yeah. What? Perineum sunning. It's actually good for your health. It's all over Instagram. Mm. Put your legs up in the air like a V. Just a couple of minutes a day. It's vitamin D there. You should do a story on it. Yeah. (laughs) It's... I don't know what the vision would look like. Well, there's photos. Well, I've got an, I can give you a rough idea of what the vision would look like. like imagery, yeah. When you were in pain when you got a tattoo on your backside of, uh, yeah. of someone? Yeah, I get to sit on his face every night, which is nice. I'm doing it now. Yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> Hello, Sam Newman. I can remember the Dead Sea when it was just sick. <laughs> <laughs> How are you and thank you for letting us use your studio? Yeah, uh, No, it's a pleasure. Uh, this is just a room I heard, but it's about you. Cool. Speaking of flight, did you once take a world trip and make sure there was no kids on any of the trips on the way? Well, I didn't make sure. I made the inquiry when I booked, <laughs> when I booked the ticket. The room is true. Uh, you, you, wait till, you wait till people get on with their comfort animals. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll travel around the States. Sitting next in first class with a bloke who's got an echidna. Uh, <laughs> On the seat next year, you think, how does that happen? So, well, but he's got special dispensation because this is a comfort animal. You can wrap a squirrel around your neck as a sort of a scarf. Uh, and I thought, it's extraordinary. Who, who, who would allow that to happen? In this politically correct day and age, we get intimidated into letting people come onto aeroplanes with anything. The sheep and the... Down the back half, down in cattle, there's... Dogs and rats and... It's bizarre, isn't it? But you can't take an apple from Melbourne to Perth. That's right. Can't take flowers. It's a wonder you haven't brought out the allegedly true story about the... Oh, gosh. About the gerbil and the um, the man... (laughs) The actor? No. 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 (laughs) A bloke called Tomachowski. He, uh, him and his partner, uh, got a gerbil stuck inside him and they took him... Sorry? (laughs) I, just, I can get it up for you. You should read that. Hey, out. hey, we don't need anything coming up for the moment, Sam. Don't get anything up. Sam. You need some help with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and his partner tried to get it out by lighting a match, which set fire to the <laughs> hair on the gerbil. <laughs> and the flame on the gerbil ignited a small pocket of intestinal gas, and it oh, exploded so inside him, propelling the gerbil out and breaking the guy's nose, who was looking up his ort. <laughs> To see if he can see the gerbil. <laughs> now they say that is true. You must do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what's stranger setting the match or, or deciding the gerbil should be there in the first? Well, place? he looked up to see if he, he lit a match to see if he could see the gerbil up <laughs> the up in the man's rectum, yep. mm-hmm. and um, this set fire to a pocket of intestinal gas, which exploded inside the man's. Uh, rectum and it uh, propelled the gerbil out like a uh, gunshot and hit the man who had the match, <laughs> hit him in the nose, breaking it. 
and doctors then so you I should send it to you. It was in the LA Times. It's apparently true. Mike so, Cavoodle does run rampant around Paran. Yeah, as long as it runs rampant through your premise, your house and not outside it. So here's my point. So you're sitting outside having maybe some butterfly wings and aspic jelly with a light Beaujolais or something. Oh, where are you eating? With a with a, a companion, man, woman or beast. It doesn't matter. You're sitting there having a chat Person. to them and suddenly a dog on a lead because the person's doing the right thing, mm. a dog comes up and next to you, opens its bowels right there. <laughs> and sure enough, they've got a bag on the end of their fist and they yeah. pick it up. Well, the damage has been done. Yeah. Not, only, not only is it an, an aroma has swept through the uh, outdoor eating area, but it has attracted about four billion flies and other dogs smell it because they've got the uh, sense of smell of a hundred times sharper than us. So every dog comes to smell the crap that's just been left and now picked up next to you. How romantic is Sam, that? Sam, but do you understand, like, in a couple of years, you're going to have to walk with a companion because you'll be doing that on the sidewalk. You won't be able to control <laughs> your bowels. You'll be, you'll be walking out, oh, hold on, oh, here we go again. You won't be able to control them. That's an extremely good point. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think about people who eat too much and eat crap food? <laughs> you're not generally, not generally a fan. No, you, you can, if you want to do that, you go right ahead. It's up to you. I mean, if you want to eat, eat, eat crap, do whatever you like. It's not illegal. Um, it's like Should it be? Hey, Should it be? Not really. If you no. want to beat yourself to death, go ahead. <laughs> got no, no, seriously. Got to die of something, I guess, don't you? Well, that's right. And, Samantha, are you a fan gluttony? of fruit? Am I a fan of fruit? I love fruit. Yeah. No. Well, what's, thank what you, sort Rob. of a question is <laughs> Well, I don't like fruit. I can't stand it. Okay. Or and the I smell of it. I can't, I just can't be in the no, room no. with it. No. But that's, um, that's just... Uh-huh. Any done. particular fruit or fruit in general? Just you fruit don't discriminate. in general, yeah. No, I'm, what about I'm, tomatoes? Uh, no, well, that's a good point. <laughs> Dane, no, I understand Wow, that. Dane, you um, knew that was a fruit. You know the difference between uh, common sense and logic? No, common sense and... Um, Do you know the difference between jam and marmalade? <laughs> Jam and marmalade. <laughs> what? what? What is it? Well, you can't. Well, you can't marmalade your. Do you want me to tell? Do you want me to tell the rest of this joke? Oh, all all oh. of a sudden, you got a filter now, have you? All right, well, can't marmalade. <laughs> I'll tell it at the end. It's like the difference between light and hard. Well, you can go to sleep with the light on. <laughs> <laughs> Share with the class. Woman says meth fed hidden inside of vaginas is not hers. Yeah, I told you that was mine. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, look, uh, I've, I'm, I'm uh, got to leave now. No, I'm off now. Um, I tell you, a bit more edgy than our uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we spoke about the AFL for three quarters of an hour. Yeah, um, Mike Sheen would go with yeah, this topic. No. How's Rex going? I ran into him on Trouble Street the other day. Yeah, did he have a chat with him? Yeah, he did. I didn't recognise him. He looked like looked like. A junkie, like a homeless yeah. bloke. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he got, I had my headphone, headphones in. He's yeah. like, he grabbed me and I was like, I, thought, I literally thought I was a bum. And I turned around and go, oh, fuck, Drex. And I said, hey, how you going, mate? Then like, I obviously spoke to him. He was great, but yeah. he just, yeah, he, he surprised me. Yeah, he no, he me. should be in a clinic. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so uh, this week, Scott Pendlebury plays his 300th game. And Dane said this on, on Instagram. He said, Scott made me a much better player than I was. Without him, I certainly would have done... What I had done in my career wouldn't have done, uh, Sam. Say that again, Ralph. <laughs> he gave he gave Pendles a big rap. Thank uh, you. Dave finished. I would have said I would have done a lot more because he stole half the votes off me. 
<laughs> so that's what I was saying. They cut it short. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we'll we'll, we'll get your your uh, opinion yeah. about uh, about Scott. But Sam, how good do you have to be to have played three hundred games? Extraordinarily good. Uh, it's just a mathematical calculation. If you can stick around long enough, and you're a reasonable footballer, you don't have to be a star. Uh, but if you can just keep getting a game, uh, the numbers work out. If you play, when I played, I played for eighteen years, but I missed five years, the equivalent through injury. I missed 100 games through injury. That was five years when we played. So I played for as long as Kevin Bartlett, but I played exactly 100 games less. Yep. And the man standing behind me, I know you can't see this because it's a podcast, but Don Scott, <laughs> yes. who is on our podcast. Can you he prove played, he's here? Yeah, Don, you played the same number of games. We did go on, say that. Yeah, what did you play? That's a microphone. Well, how many did you play? I played uh, 303. Did you? I I don't know. I played 300. No, it says you played. Speak into that. Okay. Anyway, go on. What's the question? The question is just confirm that you're here. This is. Yeah, hi. Yeah. I met everyone earlier. Hawthorne Premiership captain and legend, but Sam. And he saved the club from. Oh, stop the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's not bullshit. You saved the club from merging with Melbourne. What's wrong with you, man? Exactly. Come on, are we going to go out and get something to eat? Shut so up. just before you do, <laughs> minute, Sam, we've yes. we got the great Scott Pendlebury this Friday in a final against your beloved Cats. Uh, he'd be lauded all week, he has, and rightfully so. Your build-up to your 300th, and, and did, did the day unfold similarly for you? Uh, my uh, 300th, I was put on the bench by the coach, Bill Goggin. <laughs> um, uh, this was team balance. I did come on as a matter of interest uh, after 10 minutes and played on Renee Kink. I was at centre-half forward, he was at centre-half back. Bill had this, the coach, had this strange theory that uh, you wouldn't necessarily be up and about for your 300th, so we'll start you <laughs> off quietly on the bench. Uh, Bill was, and I, I'd say this because uh, there's plenty of very, very good people who are this, but he was a boner at a meeting. Works before he he was before he started playing football and probably didn't lack probably lacked the Edward de Bonoish get out and look down on things laterally. Would you be up and about for your three hundredth? Bill thought you probably wouldn't be, so I deferred to him and I never argued with the coach. And uh, as a consequence, played my three hundredth and then went on to play three more. And, and just finally, Collingwood Geelong, are you going to the game? I'm not. I can't get a ticket. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you know the president of Collingwood? Pardon? Do you know the president of Collingwood at all? I, my word, I do. What's it like going to the football with him? Um, I've 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 have been to the football with him. About uh, he gets up a fair head of steam. About ten minutes in, if things aren't going his way, he gets a vein in his neck. I've never looks like the Yarra River from a helicopter. He gets it out there, and if it ever exploded, it would blow the roof off the stand. I said to him, mate, you got to settle down. You're going to have a seizure. He said, I'm if I have a seizure, this is where I'll have it. No, he doesn't. He's he's a very passionate man, well, yes, and he's he, uh, he will be up and about. My word, he will be. He might will be. Uh, do we? What do we think will be the um, outcome? Do, uh, Dane. Well, for for Red's neck and head, I certainly hope we get a win. <laughs> yeah, to be quite honest, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, Sam. Thank you very much. Thanks, Sam. Thank Now, uh, Samantha, we yes. only have guests called Sam on our show. Correct. That's how I say so Samantha's I, everywhere. Can you, can you introduce our, our I, special guest? I brought guest? a. Uh, Another Sam in today. Yeah. Um, off field, she's my best friend of 
12 odd years. Yeah, I think even a bit longer than that. Yeah, I, uh, that's why I'm known as Samantha because she's known as Sam. Correct. So we're Sam and Sam and strangely enough, people used to ask us when we're out if we were sisters despite the fact we were both called Sam. I don't know which parent would name their children the same name. <laughs> no. um, but allow me to introduce my best friend and uh, current season of Survivor. Yeah, season Sam- four. Yeah, Samantha Shores, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello Thank you for welcome. having me, Thanks guys. We can't afford a sound in. effect, so we have to clap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, Dane, you, you, you and Sam have something very much in common. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Reality TV legends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, how long did you spend out there? Look, I spent 16 days <sighs> out, 47. out there. Did you really? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I, my celebrity <laughs> jungle would have been a lot tougher than Survivor, you let think? me tell you. Yeah, Survivor, I think, is a lot more raw, a, a lot more real. You get nothing. You reckon? Yeah. Quite a deal with some fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, actually. So. <laughs> well, well, hang on. So I've, I did a bit of research. And what, you, sure. you, you lost eight kilos doing Survivor. Yeah, so I... How many, hang on, hang on. Just park well, that for I'm, a sec. I'm twice the size of her, so... <laughs> oh, no, I'm not talking about the jungle. I'm talking, how many did you lose when you went to Vegas? I went to Vegas, five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say I actually play Survivor every year <laughs> when I go on footy trips. That's, that's Survivor. That's as tough as anything you'll ever do. <laughs> Obviously, Survivor's a lot harder than in Celebrity Jungle. We, but we got to eat. We had to eat some fucking ordinary stuff. Like we had to eat. I had a tarantula. I ate offal. Um, I had um, like I ate, ate a lot of bugs and insects and stuff like that. I ate ostrich anus. Sorry. <laughs> What? Did you say Osher's anus? Yeah, no. Ostrich anus. <laughs> so it's also Ostrich. It's Good, thank you. But it's not the worst anus I've ever eaten. Oh. <laughs> 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 what are you laughing at? I think uh, he's had some chats with Flume of late. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to let in a Flume. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Wow. It tested Sam. Yeah. How, what about the test of, like, I don't know, let's say doing a celebrity dancing type show? Oh, mate, there's not enough money in the world. <laughs> Are you well, sure, the, well, there is. Well, there is, obviously. Like, <laughs> to me, to, th- to th- what, to do slip Dancing with the Stars, what yep. it's called. Um, What's I'd your price, ha- It'd have to be, how many figures is a million? Seven? <laughs> is it? Seven? There'd have to be a million. There'd have, to, there'd have to be a lot of zeros at the end of it. And that's after tax and after me managing... Mate, so one I've done a lot of fucking. There's a lot of fucking stupid things to me out there, and me dancing is like properly like that. Oh, mate, I'm not, I honestly don't think. I honestly don't think I could do it. I'd rather do Survivor. But I think the people would like to see it. Probably, so. That's exactly why I don't want to do it, <laughs> mate. I, mate, I can embarrass myself for the best of times. Me doing the cha cha, <laughs> you can stick that right up your ass. It's not a fucking open now. And uh, and, and I've realised that on googling you that we had something in common because. <laughs> you you and swimwear created a big, big reaction. Yeah, I think people were more interested that I wore a bikini in a challenge than bloody me What's being on it. Of, I, well, don't, I don't know. The reaction that you got when I wore swimwear. Yeah, look, uh, <laughs> that's just the media for you. I think they just sensationalise, you know, because I have a particular oh, type love, of body we love shape. The media here, don't we? We, we love, love the media. We'll get to well, that. well, speaking of bikinis, a nice segue. Yes, <laughs> this is where you're going. Yeah, go on, mate. Now. Jeff Horn had a fight on a weekend. Uh, yes. Yeah, you were across. This. I'm excited to talk no, about that's this. A, you were, were you were a bikini model, is that? Oh uh, yeah, I guess. Okay? Yeah, I guess we can say that. Yeah. Well, now, would you, Jeff Horn and Michael? Was it Michael Zarafa? He yep. won. He got knocked him out. Um, ring girls got replaced with men on the, at, as at the boxing. Now, come on, 
Come on. They, it's ludicrous, isn't it? The men yeah, were called I, I, fight progress managers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite clever, if I'm honest. Mate, like you, you're taking away employment from from three women who want to do it. Like yeah. if they, They're not being forced to be up there. Yeah, I understand. This is just another segment in the world is from Australia's fucked segment. Um, <laughs> like, if they're doing, if they're parading up and down a school zone, yes, like the lollipop lady. The, tell you what, the the dads would be up picking their kids up from fucking work every day. Like, Don't worry about it, love. I'll pick, I'll pick little Susie up from school today. <laughs> there will be, be lines up everywhere. I read an article, but I can't be bothered pulling it up. They said like, it um, well, it, they, hel- it helps like them. Pay for their study and stuff like that. Like, they, why don't yeah, we ask they, people they who, who have been what, there? Yeah. Well, Ralph, that's where I was going. Oh, it's well, a segue. You, well, you're the host. You ask then. If it's so your job. What's what he said? So they, they claimed <laughs> that they're ex, it's exploiting women. Now, ex, to exploit means to make full use and derive benefit from. These women are being paid for their job. Yep. And they're applying for the job. If they were being uh, like exploited, it would mean that they're a not getting paid and they're getting used against their will. They are choosing to be up there and they're being paid for their time. And often, a lot of them, like both of us, have done it before. Yeah, I was a, a, a ring girl for Danny Green. Um, I've done many a ring girl job. Exactly. You actually want to and be up there? It's paid exploited? well. Never, never, never. No, it's a, uh, it's. It's exciting because for me, I used to do it because I like boxing and fight nights. You get a free ticket yeah, exactly. and you get a ringside seat. I mean, Absolutely. You get a if couple of whistles here and there. Kind of good yeah, for the ego, exactly. maybe. If anything, I'm exploiting them because so, I'm getting free seats. Exactly. I'll tell you what, if the UFC come out this Sunday and there's five progress managers up there, <laughs> I'll tell you what. There's the cricket umpire with tap, tap his shoulder. We're one short. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? What do you want me to say? You're devastated with that, Samantha. Are we are we are we nervous? Yeah. We we haven't done a three bloke show for a while. Yeah, well, I know. Well, last <laughs> last one went a little pear shaped, didn't it? It certainly did. Brock McLean, former Demons and Blue Star. Hello, Brock. Cheers, boys. Thanks Hello. for having me. It was a great intro, Ralphie. Yeah, no, nah, it actually doesn't get any better. Uh, how many of these type of shows have you heard so far? Zero, mate. Donuts. So <laughs> yeah. you're the very first. Well, you're not missing much, like I said. So, um, yeah. Are you uh, are you a podcast aficionado? No, no, I'm no, not. no, nothing. I've, I, I've never listened to a podcast before. So this will be the first time. I'm more of a bookman myself, Ralphie. So, yeah. oh, what's on the shelf at the minute? Uh, what am I reading? I'm reading. Uh, it's like the unofficial Freddie Mercury autobiography. Is that right? I just finished Anthony Kiedis's autobiography, which is. So you're more a fact man than a fiction man? Yeah, I can't read fiction. Oh, snap. Got to be facts. Got to be facts. Snap. Swanee, uh, what's your book at the minute? Um, Grug. (laughs) What is that? It's a nice little cartoon book. (laughs) (laughs) And Swanee, uh, tell Brock about how you increased your reading during the year. Well, I read subtitles. (laughs) So I'm a flight home, right, sitting in in a window seat, and I, I was watching... A TV, Netflix and I like Ralph saying I always watch my Netflix and that on subtitles now so it feels okay. like I've read a book yeah right as okay. well it makes yeah. me feel sm- a bit more cultured a yeah bit it makes more me well smart yeah absolutely <laughs> so now listen I, I don't know the um, that's what I'm looking for um, etiquette wo- yeah etiquette so I'm watching Netflix and I'm sitting next to a, a kid and his mum and listen I'm shit ass with kids ages you know I could say oh, how old is he two years no he's 14 <laughs> or you know something like that or you know geez, oh, geez he's big for he's big for 10 no no he's 27 no, or, or 
is he walking yet? He's four, Dane. Of course he's walking. I said, well, I'm horrible with the age and size of kids. Like, it's just not my – obviously, I don't have any. I'm not sure, I hope. So, I'm sitting there and I was watching – so I don't like to watch all my – I don't know what you guys like, but when I'm travelling, I kind of like to watch just shows that I have an interest in, but I don't – they're not my favourites because I like to have my favourites at home with a couple of snacks. You can focus. Lights off, yeah. yeah. And so – and I had the subtitles also because the, the plane's loud and the show was – Randomly, it was called. It's called Magic City. I think it's old. It's just like yeah. a show about Miami in the fifties or early, something like that. About four, sex scenes, like it's a pretty fucking hectic sex scenes <laughs> from the sixties, from the fifties. So there was, yeah, there was Bush. It's called the Merkins about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but my attitude is like this kid is staring at my at my screen. <laughs> And like, and because the subtitles are on, it's like, it's pretty explicit stuff, even for this podcast. But like, this bird's enjoying herself and and telling old mate how much she's enjoying it. And, and this kid's fucking glued to the glued to my screen, and I'm like, what do I do here? Do I give the kid the time of the plane ride of his life and just tilt a bit his way and and let him fucking do his best or? Do I do his, Does his mum look at me going, look at this fucking Devo watching sex scenes? Man. So I didn't know. I felt awkward. So I was watching sex scenes with your parents. Just didn't know what to do. <laughs> the kid had a grin from ear to ear, though. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. He learned some new words. I was like, what the fuck's going on? So and it, I was like, I've done it. It's gone. Then bang, another one straight like three minutes later. So they're going to think I'm watching porn. I was, but. <laughs> yeah. 15 years ago, I had a night on the drink with you with Melbourne Coterie. Yeah. During the year, they would organise a golf uh, day, an annual golf uh, stay away with the players. It was a weekend. We'd play on a Friday night and usually go down on a Saturday. So we'd go up to Godis, Sorrento, Mm. (laughs) get a place, and the coterie and the players would basically watch, have a hit of golf, watch some races and get plastered. (laughs) (laughs) Did you not run back from... Rosebud one night? Yeah, yeah. potentially. Yeah. I've, look, I've done that a few times when I've been in, when I've been in Portugal. So, you know, there's, no, there's no taxis. There's no, no Ubers back then. There was one shuttle bus that went from the Portsea pub to the Conti. That's all right. No, so, so if we you were missed at that, you were stuffed. We were at Rosebud, <laughs> and if you drink at Port, Portsea, and you ran from Portsea to Rosebud yeah. about two in the well, morning. Well, I think... Uh, prof- that's just professionalism yeah, in its exactly. finest. Just burning just went off the yeah. Exactly. Well, I think... Right. I think More kids should aspire to be like Brock. I think Rob Christie had to go and pick Jared Rivers up from a, from a bus stop. Because he actually didn't know where he was. He was like, mate, I'm at some bus stop. I'm opposite a supermarket. I think he was in Rye. Yeah. So Christie had to drive like 15 k's to pick River up. Someone else who hasn't won a Brownlow, Corey McKernan. Yes, just to round it out. All of us not want a Brownlow except Swanee. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, we hello. Welcome wherever to the Madhouse. Wherever you're listening to this in the world, it's, it's Brownlow uh, morning after. Mm. How was it, Swanee? As a past winner, you get to go every year and uh, for the rest of your life and um, it must have been a big night. You're not really a sort of suit and tie man. No, that's why I didn't go. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> now, now, for people who can't remember, so you, you, you triple dead heated with, uh, with Herdy and, uh, and Vossi. Which I said to Swanee before. Yeah. I, I took exception to it last night for the first time ever of me watching the Brown. I've never been disappointed about not winning it. But if you're going to mention all these triple winners, yeah. like they had it up on the board because you were a triple winner, weren't you, Swanee? You a three-way tie, or is it? No, two? I, I won it on my own. Sorry, mate. Bucks, Rashudo, those sorts yeah. of guys. And then they had 
um, Heard and Voss up there. I'm yeah. going, well, hang on, if you're going <laughs> to say they're triple winners, don't yeah. put photos up that aren't. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's misleading. But the, but the one benefit... What do you think of Corey's finger, Sam? <laughs> I know, I just what? saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from Star Trek? Sam got excited. <laughs> Is he from Star Trek? Well, Was it trying to point at me or point at you? <laughs> Swanee would actually appreciate this story because I know he's a man that loves going to the United States. Yeah. So every time you get off at LAX, it's a fair income pain in the ass for me because when I go down there, I always try and hightail it off because you don't want to be stuck in those big long queues. Yeah. You go up and then you, and especially now, you've got to put your finger on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mate, if I don't, they know it's definitely me because there's no one else can, can fake Corey McKernan because I get in there and I'm trying to get my fingers together then the, the Mexican will come over, hey, move it over. And I'm like, yeah, if I could move it over. <laughs> so. And for those who don't remember, but the one good thing about uh, that, that you didn't uh, weren't eligible was it was grand final weekend you mm. guys were playing so so what was the, the benefit where you weren't at the room well I actually did win the Brownlow medal believe it or not because on the Tuesday night um, McDonald's that year had a promotion that you could get a Norm Smith medal a Coleman medal <laughs> and all these different medals yep. so what happened is that Anthony Rock and Wayne Carey stopped at training on the way. On the, and this was, and, and Swanee would know this, like grand final week, pretty serious week, but Rocky and Duck stopped at Macca's and got me a Brownlow medal from McDonald's. <laughs> I think um, so nice, they got a meal deal and I think Rocky <laughs> ate the cheeseburger and Duck got the drink. But um, yeah, I, I, I've still got it. I've put it in with my actual <laughs> premiership jumper that I've got a, I mean, got a Brownlow medal with a blue and white ribbon through it. And you know what? It meant as much getting one from your teammates as, as what a different... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. He's got to host the Brownlow one day. I know Hammer did a great job and Hammer's a great friend of yes. mine, but oh. I'll tell you what, wouldn't that be compulsive viewing to have one D Swan well, was... presenting the Brownlow would be... Like a Ricky Gervais type well, I'm ex- setup. I'm expecting Channel 7 <laughs> to hit me up next year and I can commentate live there or um, just be on the panel and have my say, I think. I think I'd shake it up. It needs a bit of, needs a bit of <laughs> colour and a bit of, bit of humour. And my source did tell me there must have been another rabbit terrine outbreak. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was weird. It must have been going straight through people because my source told me that the lines for the cubicles at the, uh, <laughs> and the toilets were massive. And actually, to cut the time down, they were going in two at a time. Oh, but that's <laughs> so helpful. it was... Um, very helpful. Can I say so that? So it was amazing. So that's how they were getting through 
<laughs> so there was an outbreak. So unfortunately, the the, the foods the foods got him again. Oh, you're going to use that gag some, <laughs> sometime this week. It's not a gag. It's not a gag. Well, it's what my sources were telling me. It's very sharp. You're going to name your source. I can't reveal my sources. I can say now at 50, I'm so old. I can remember when people used to go to the toilet once at a time. It's this new new age, mate. These new gender neutral people, mate. They just go in together and away they go. Girls have to go together too because I was saying before, my dress was buttoned. From uh, the my lower back right up to my neck with tiny little buttons, so I couldn't actually undo my dress myself. And because I was there at a work capacity, the only other person that I was there with that I knew was Maddie Campbell, and I couldn't exactly go, <laughs> Maddie, can you come to the loose with me and undo my dress, please? It takes twenty minutes to get me out. So I had to go in there and make friends with, with some of the girls. And be like, Excuse so me. what do you have to do? Do you have to like wear a nappy or something? No, I, well I couldn't sit down either in my dress. It was so tight. No, well, I don't know. Is that what the girls have to do? I literally well, had to space my bathroom break, so I also didn't I mean. drink much. And then when I went. To the bathroom. I had to ask some girls, "Hey, do you mind giving me a, a hand undoing my dress?" They were handing out Huggies pull-ups <laughs> on the way in, so you could just it was actually just that uh, up and away you go. It was actually a bloke I played footy with that had an issue with that, where he must have thought he had to go to the toilet with someone at a at a party. We <laughs> must have had to help them with the rest. That's not over there, Warren. Now I did a gig with Candice White last year, and, yeah. and Candice not naming anyone. <laughs> Royalty, <laughs> but she she uh, had to do a similar dress up for the logies, and she said she quickly realised it took the incentive out of, it, out of having a drink. Yeah, absolutely. I, did, she I didn't. I didn't be going. No, it wasn't until literally the midnight struck. I was like, all right, someone get me some bubbles because this has been a long day. I was in so much pain. My dress was gorgeous, and I loved it, and I wouldn't have changed it in the world. But I, it was just it was hard to sit there not drink. Because I didn't want to go to the toilet, number one, and not drink too because I was on air, live broadcast, so I couldn't drink. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it kind of makes you want to go for a simple dress or not go at all. That's the other <laughs> thing that bubbles me. The girls never drank, but yet they were stuck in the cubicles too. Like, <laughs> they were helping each other out on their dresses, Dane. Well, I don't know. What's going on? The boys were know. eating rabbit terrain. The girls yeah, were getting I don't know. undressed. I don't know. What's going on in this world? It's madness. It's <laughs> madness. Our friend today is Candice White from Channel 10. How are you, Candice? I'm well, Ralphie. How are you? How's the, uh, how's the Christmas period for you? You're in full training. Busy. Yeah, I am in full training. Um, nothing to do with work, obviously. Yes. I'm well trained in that already. Uh, yeah, so busy presenting a bit over summer at work and, yeah, training for Nepal, which I'm sure we'll talk about shortly. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, now, been the busiest uh, year in news. For us as well as Candace, and from different angles. But when I asked Swanee yesterday if he'd met you, he said, uh, "I don't think so." But has she done any of the stories when I've been in trouble? <laughs> you know what? Have probably <laughs> over the years. <laughs> so we we, so we a bit of tension here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we're friends now. Yeah. It's forgiven. <laughs> I'm fucked up in a while, so I'm all right. <laughs> slowly, slowly becoming less and less more important to the public, so I'm fading away, which is good. And how often would, would you think, can I do a real story? Why are you sending me to this? The amount of addresses of footballers I have sat out the front of for hours and hours waiting for a, a window rustle or a curtain to move or a front door to open or somebody to put the rubbish out. I could not tell you how many homes, but yours doesn't come to mind. Yeah. I can't picture it in my head. So uh, that would mean I probably haven't staked out yeah. your address. 
are relevant ones where you think, why am I doing this? It's just because this is a footballer. Yeah, there's been a few of those. Any come to mind that you want to say or not? Uh, you know what? The biggest one was actually Warney's house when he was dating Liz Hurley. Right. <laughs> and that's not a new story? I lived there for three days on his nature strip. <laughs> three days, all because of who he was dating. <laughs> not because he's Warney. I can go there anytime. Because of Liz Hurley being shacked up inside. And, and, and Had camp chairs on his nature strip <laughs> and everything. <laughs> And when you're going through that, do you think, is this why I went to journalism? This is why I did journalism at school. <laughs> three years of a degree that I put myself through. Worked three jobs. This is, this is where I've come. Orny's Nature Strip in Brighton. <laughs> What's going through your head here that day? No, when I, I remember after when they chased me. For some, it was really stupid. What was it for? I was because I was at a, I did a function where McGaddle and stuff was at. Yep. Uh, you know, if people are nice to me, I, I couldn't care. Well, unless they've done something, some serious hate and stuff. Like, if people are nice to me, I'm always going to be nice to people and be cordial and greet them and say hello. <coughs> it doesn't bother me. But um, I jumped in my car and they followed me and I just sat at the light in the middle of it until it turned red. Then I went straight through the red light. <laughs> oh, God. And they didn't follow me. And then I got a call from my manager <coughs> about fucking four minutes later. He's like, what are you doing? And I said, oh, I was up, I'm here to get tattooed, so I had to leave the house. <laughs> so I was like, the only way, I was like, they come to the tattoo place, my tattoo place, I'm fucked. I was, I'm stuck there for four hours. That they can come, they can see me as much as they want. So I was like, listen, that's the only, that was my smart way of getting out of it. But they, my manager rang about four minutes. He goes, mate, channel, whoever it was, is like, they've just rang and said they're going to. Sh- Leak, they're going to show the footage of you running a red light unless you give them an interview. <laughs> I was like, I said, right, oh, dear. I said, I'll take the three points. <laughs> <laughs> would you do Survivor? You're on Channel 10. Absolutely. I'd would? Lo- if there's a reality show to do, I'd love to do yeah. Survivor. Would you like to get some advice from someone who's been in the jungle? Oh, yeah. But that's that that kind of jungle? Yeah, it's completely different. So, <laughs> the, off, the thing about Celebrity Jungle is you, you just have to be able to do fuck all. <laughs> And eat some guts. Exactly, and I think I'm as good. At, I'm a thing. I think I'm as good at doing fuck all as anyone. <laughs> I do it. My, I do it now regularly. So, um, Survivor. That's the I'm complete opposite. That's not for me. Very I was in Tel Aviv this year, actually. Yeah, How well, good is that city? Mm-hmm, it's amazing. What was good about it? It's New York of the Middle East. Yeah, it was um, it was awesome. The nightlife, the food was amazing. The Beach. People were really good. Beach is unreal. Yeah. Did you feel safe in the Dead Sea? I didn't die. <laughs> Which I thought, Already? walking into it, I thought I was going to die. I'll tell you what I nearly did when I put my eyes, when I put my head under. That was, that was hot, mate. It was like my eyes were on the sun. It was the moment of the most. Did you open them? Yes. What'd you do that for? <laughs> because the bloke told me on the bus that it would hurt and I didn't believe him oh as much as I God. thought. Oh, my God. You may as well dip your head in a salt shaker. Well, that's what I did. <laughs> it was the most, mate, I, I had to stay there for like, my mate had to run out, get the towel and bring it back to me. I couldn't. Fuck it hurt, let me tell you. I'm <laughs> not surprised. So for anyone, and you actually can't get under. I, try, I thought, because they said you can f- you float, and I said, I don't try and swim under. You can't. Like a duck dive. Yeah, I, was, I, just tried to, I tried to like put myself under as far as I could, and it, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You're fascinating. <laughs> can I just go People back? aren't lying about the Dead Sea, I'll tell you. <laughs> just going to put the reverse gear on that. How many times, Candice said something to you just then, how many times do you reckon you've heard this over the years? She said, what'd you do that for? A couple of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of my answers are like, I don't know. God, I still don't know. Dane, we have a guest. Oh, 
God, Dane bought a friend. Yeah. Dane, you're off the mark. This is your first friend. Proud you of you. To the show. Mm. He mustn't have many friends. It's teammate. <laughs> Who is he? Uh, Dale Thomas. Welcome. Yeah, thank you for that overwhelming <laughs> introduction. <laughs> the 258 game premiership yes. superstar from the Carlton and Collingwood Football Club. All Australia. Did you play 258. Yeah, the, so on, the only man in history to play 100 games for both Collingwood and Carlton. Um, oh, yeah. And only one of two blokes to ever get fined for swearing an umpire and calling him a cheat. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's great to be here. Thanks yeah. for that introduction. Well, no, I'm glad you did your own introduction. So, why did you. What, th- uh, 258? Yeah, two fifty eight and done. Thanks That's for co- thanks for following my footsteps. You've always been a great mentor yeah. of mine. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. And you said Carlton Collingwood. Is Cal- that in order of preference or the uh, order that you last played at? Uh, in uh, Carlton, yeah, in order that I last played at. Right. Yep, I played. What about in preference? Are you a Carlton <laughs> or Collingwood? Uh, man look, now? it's sort of alphabetically incorrect to put anyone uh, in this modern day in front of each other, Dane. So right. yeah. we'll just put them all on the level playing field. All right. Okay. <laughs> we, we did a, a season one that probably was going well for a while, then it stopped. It was going well the whole time. Just some fuckwits decided to cancel us. <laughs> but, cancel but one of us. Dane called you mixed head teacher's pet. Tell, talk us through that relationship <laughs> you had. No, I was. Um, yeah. And there's no shying away from that. We got along well. Um, I think mixed sort of – I came obviously under 18s. There was a bit of hype because I was a pick two. The club wasn't going pick so well there, at the time. Pick two. Yeah, it's what? 56 in front of me if my math is correct. Yeah, draft day was so stressful. <laughs> waiting for the 36 <laughs> seconds for your name to get called out. Um, <laughs> Did one. you know you were going? No, I, I didn't know, but I knew Mark I wasn't Murphy. going one. Mark Murphy, Murphy went yeah. one. Yeah, so I probably would have been one if there wasn't father, son and all that. And you must have, just, just a buddy, but you must have had a fair team at Gippsland with Xavier Ellis and... A uh, guy, guy called Scott Pendlebury. Yeah, well, me and Zay were the stars then. Pendles was just a basketballer <laughs> trying to find his way who had potential. Still so. is, I think. Still trying to find <laughs> his way. That's why he's still playing. He's yeah. found it pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot the question. No, no, you must have had a fair team at Gippsland. Uh, yeah, so that was, you know, Gippsland, under-18s was amazing. In terms of how you want your under-18 year to go with your aspirations to play AFL footy, for me, it couldn't have been any better. Our team was awesome. I played some good footy, played Vic Country, made All-Australian. We won the grand final, got best on, on the, uh, in the granny. Like in terms of... Once you got to the MTG, couldn't run. stop getting it. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, yeah. What's wrong with that? The, the bigger the crowd, the better I play. You know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> Which wouldn't be good for me in this climate, considering yeah. I'm not going to play in front of anyone. I used to have a contract. Unless right. it was 40,000, I wouldn't get a kick. Right, um, first impressions of Mick when you walk in the door? I was scared, intimidating yeah. figure, obviously knew a fair bit of him. And he taught me a lot, not only about life, but how to play footy as well. I played half forward and played defensive half forward. You know, playing under 18s, you don't know what defence is, do you? That's I never did in my whole career. Well, I still yeah, don't know correct. what it is. <laughs> you know, defence is what separates you from the bloody crowd. Yeah, um, exactly. So in that... That's a dad joke. That's yeah. good material. Well played by that's good you. Material. He's a dad, so... I know. It works out. What was the first impression of the Dane's one, please? Um... You had that little crew of uh, Stretch and um, Benny Davies and sort of you were pretty tight little uh, pot of you'd play the good tunes in the gym and that was the slightly little outcasty cool kids. Before I got any good. Yeah, and then you dropped them all. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, weighing you down. Stretch was like, I'm looking for a place to live. Can I just come – Live with you just for like a couple of months. Four years later, I hadn't paid a single, <laughs> not one bill, no rent, like nothing. And then 
I was like, after about four years, I was like, mainly, mate, just, mate, let's just go halves in the bills. Two weeks later, he was out. <laughs> so I was like, fuck right, oh. I remember Same you had that little, uh, was it purple, your car that you got around in? Nah, it was a little green Proton Satria. The thing he just used to smash into anything. Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. Never got a service once in about six years, and, mate, he just, just plugged into everything. And then stepped it up from that and got a Porsche. So, yeah, really forgot where he came from, did Swanee? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't remember that suburb. <laughs> I can't, it's gone, it's gone. Who did you follow growing up as a I kid? followed the Cats for a large portion of my um, youth and then Fremantle Dockers for a little bit. Yeah. Why is Fremantle Dockers? Big Clive well, Waterhouse. Yeah, big Metas. Big Metas. metas. Yeah. Big Waffle Stumper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, no, I, I sort of – I loved footy, but then, you know, when you, footy's not cool anymore to, you know, wear your jumper around. Yeah. So to all the 45-year-old to 70-year-old <laughs> men who still do it, take mate, it off. Mate, I've, seen, mate, I've seen people in all parts of the world, like, yeah. running around, like, Argentina, like, with, like, a – Footy jumper. Yeah, you like, in LA, just walking around. I've got a problem with this. I reckon – I do have a problem with it too. <laughs> oh, I reckon overseas you're allowed. Why? Because I think you're enough if you wear it here, but overseas you just so – I don't, like, I don't mind if you're wearing, like, a branded – Polo, but not like our jumpers are a bit different to like a NFL. They're like t shirts. People that no, wear it under, with t-shirt. the shirt underneath, the sideburns yeah. with the shirt underneath. That's I reckon you're enough if you wear a footy jumper overseas if you're an adult. Close enough. 2013. Go ahead. <laughs> AFL star players Dane Swan and Dale Thomas walk into a crime scene in the Sydney Hotel. <laughs> you read this. Two superstar AFL players with Collingwood Football Club were alerted last night. <laughs> <laughs> they returned to the hotel in Sydney's eastern suburbs and found it wrapped up in crime tape. But club president Eddie <laughs> Maguire should, uh, shouldn't lose his temper at the thought of an off-season scandal involving two of his high-profile midfielders. <laughs> Dane Swan and Dale Thomas are not the <laughs> pair of offenders uh, who robbed the, uh, the resort. Um, armed with a gun. Or were we? Large amounts of cash. <laughs> Just they were on holiday in Sydney for the Australia Day long weekend. But the Magpie players did bring attention to themselves when <laughs> walking back to the hotel. The Magpie players or player? 245. The Brownlow medalist, Dane Swan, was spotted by the Daily Telegraph. I got horrific, Dane. Oh, you yeah, should be better than yeah, Of course it was. Using an orange traffic coat as a megaphone to yell at <laughs> passing cars. Now, we, we must we must probably, this is the first time. First I've walked into a crime scene instead of out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we should clear something up there, and it's it hasn't sat well with me um, for this Get long period of time. Chest, uh, Dane wasn't just yelling at cars, he was no. also yelling at patrons walking <laughs> along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's a special Melbourne Cup Week edition of Swanee and Friends. Dane Swan, Samantha Richards, <laughs> and special guest, the trainer of the great Black Caviar, but a multi-group one winning, premiership winning trainer in his own right, Peter Moody. Hello, Moods. Great to be invited to be part of the yeah. show. Thanks for coming, mate. Right. Yeah. You know what you're in for today, right? I've mind. got no idea what I'm in for, Sam. <laughs> Neither do I every no, week. No. So. Are you still in, you're not involved in the racing anymore? No, I am. I, I'm, right. I, I race a lot of horses. I breed a lot yeah. of horses. I obviously don't train anymore, yeah. um, but uh, I'm still very much involved and yeah. uh, probably not as hands-on as I once was, but uh, more so probably media and ownership these you days. Do train again? don't think so. I, I had a run-in with authorities. Yeah, that was yeah. well publicised a few years. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> no, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Ex- <laughs> exactly. I threw the toys out of the cotton yeah. and, and moved on. So... Uh, 
you know, there's a lot of other people out there and it's it's amazing it's been four years and it's flown by fast and there's a new era of trainers sort of dominating the scene now. Yeah. My day started at five past three every morning, seven Wait, days at seven. PM. Eight. Same. <laughs> <laughs> my day starts as well. I've got something in common. It's fantastic. It's <laughs> That's not AM, is it? <laughs> My alarm goes off at 5 past 3 a.m. saying, Swanee fuck, get home, Dane, you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday, get home. So it's time my alarm goes off. Yeah, Swanee hadn't got home. I, I, I reckon I used to drive past him on occasions. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like I was riding a fucking horse down Chapel Street. I don't know what I was doing. So 5 past 3 was the alarm? 5 past 3 was the alarm, uh, cigarette, cup of tea and a good pee. <laughs> I'd drive to Caulfield, I'd get there at about 20 to 4 and have to run for the crapper because the cup of tea had done its job. And and first horse on the track at 4am at Caulfield. Yeah. So, uh, and, um, and the day finished usually when the last race was run. Have you ever been caught in your underpants and if so, how? Uh, <laughs> us and the wrong bloke, Ralph. Um, oh, fuck, I'm Which sure. time? Yeah, exactly. Samantha? Without them or in them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in them, in them. Oh, in them. Just in your, in your jocks. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate? It's up to you. Oh, I, I, my, my boyfriend at the time thought it was hilarious. I answered the door. He'd been out on the drink. And I had just got out of the shower. Just had a G string on, and and I and I was. You've seen the same picture as me, Johnny. <laughs> I, was, I was being funny, trying not to let him in. He's like, "Don't play this game, you'll lose." And I was like, hey, 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 "I'm stronger than you." He grabbed me, pulled me out into the hallway, and shut the door. I was standing there, and I couldn't get back in. He was losing it, laughing. Were you laughing hard? I was fuming. No. I was ropeable in a nothing. Had nothing in a in an apartment block. Anyway. Hey. Um, I thought it was never possible to get locked outside your hotel room <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> First Area. night in England, I was over there with Magnus in a flat above a shop in That's Newmarket. That's a horse, by the way, Sam, Magnus. Uh, a flat above a shop <laughs> in Newmarket, front door, toilet door, uh, side by side, full of pen and ink. First night, <laughs> got out of bed in the middle of the night to have a piss, went to the bathroom, had me piss. Swung round and stepped out the front door <laughs> instead of back into the hallway <laughs> and closed it behind. Not a stitch on. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those old English buildings yeah. and the door must have weighed a half a tonne. I thought, I'll just kick it in yeah. and I'll pay the hundred quid tomorrow or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Broken toe. And there's another flat adjacent to us. So, <laughs> funny thing, I go downstairs, I look out the front and it's quite a busy road in Newmarket. It was early hours, must have been two in the morning. I thought, what am I going to do? And there was, you know, one of those free newspapers that put <laughs> through the slot. So I've sort of got the newspaper and I, I saw a young couple in the flat next door and I thought, well, I'm going to have to knock on the door and wake <laughs> them up <laughs> because they lived there permanent and I was just the B&B type. Yeah. And I'm thinking, please let the bloke answer the door. <laughs> please let the bloke... Because if the woman comes and answers yeah, the fucking yeah. door, she's going to ring the police or something. <laughs> Thankfully, the bloke came, and he was a bit of a local handyman, so he, he was able to jammy me door open. <laughs> I, I, I was in a world of pain <laughs> for about 30 minutes, not knowing what to do. What would you tell your 15-year-old self? Oh, you probably wouldn't listen anyway, so what's the fucking point? <laughs> Sam? He's not worth the tears, darling. <laughs> Pete? It won't send you blind. <laughs> <laughs> Do it as much as you like and whenever you like. It will not send you blind. <laughs> and that thing on the end of it will ensure your hand doesn't slip off. 
<laughs> Last one. Who who is the most famous person you've ever met? We don't get a button. No. Yeah, because oh, well, low budget here, mate. Famous. It's low it's budget. Not first in. It's just oh, everyone right answers it. Um, fuck. Most uh, famous. Most famous person you've ever met. I'll let, I'll let, let, let Pete go last. Floyd. He might trump you. Yeah, well, Floyd Mayweather maybe. Floyd, that's it's good. Brooks Kepka, I met him in Vegas the other week. Yeah, nice. Um, Sam Arthur? I've worked for Beyonce. Beyonce's good. Mm. Pete, most famous person you've ever met? The Queen. <laughs> I think he's got Shut you. Shut your mouth. Well, really? <laughs> Actually, Have you really? That's a dream. I just got goosebumps. Funnily enough, I'm a royal hey, I got asked. To, I, got, I got invited. Swanee's met a few queens over <laughs> yeah, the period. Exactly. But not the same. I didn't go to the Abbey in LA. <laughs> Oof, Jesus, was that something? Um, I did. Uh, I did. I got invited to meet the Queen. Why did you go, Dave? Why the fuck would I want to meet the Queen? I've zero interest. Couldn't give a rat's ass. Um, <laughs> after I won the Brownlow, every Brownlow match must get an invitation. Like I got it, my nan nearly had a heart attack. Like you get it in the mail, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I went to kittens instead. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.